Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 121 I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. Isaiah 51, verses 1 through 3. Listen to me, you that pursue righteousness, you that seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and the quarry from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah who bore you. For he was but one when I called him. But I blessed him and made him many. For the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. And will make her wildness like Eden. Her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her. Thanksgiving and the voice of song. Second Timothy chapter 1 verses 3 through 7. I am grateful to God whom I worship with a clear conscience, as my ancestors did, when I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now, I am sure, lives in you. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Good morning and welcome to the first Thursday of Lent. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 121 and Isaiah 51 and finally the second letter of Timothy. They're all really short readings, um, and there's there's not a whole lot uh, going on with them. But I did notice in the reading uh, from Second Timothy um, uh, that Paul. So Paul is writing these letters traditionally, writing these letters to Timothy more as like his mentor and pastor than like some theologian writing out to different churches. So a different um, attitude in them. Um, but I was looking into it to find out whose Timothy's family was because Timothy, I'm sorry, Paul mentions um, Timothy's mother Eunice and his grandmother Lois, um, which I thought was odd um, because typically, I mean, the father's not mentioned, the grandfather, 
Um, and I wondered if maybe they were, you know, benefactors or something. But it turns out, according to Acts 16, that Timothy did have a father. I mean, everybody has a father. Um, but Timothy's father was a Greek Gentile, and so Timothy was uncircumcised. But Eunice, his mother, and I'm assuming Lois, his grandmother, were both Jewish. Um, and so they were intermarried, which um, was not incredibly common at the time. Um, but um, Eunice and Lois were mentioned by name probably because Paul, being uh, Jewish himself, knew he may have known them. He certainly probably connected with them a lot more. Um, but what's also interesting is that Timothy, after he becomes uh, Paul's disciple, after the Council of Jerusalem, when the church decided that um, Gentiles did not have to be circumcised in order to be members of the community, um, Timothy went ahead and was circumcised by Paul as an adult, which would have sucked. Um, but also, um, because it was voluntary, it didn't like undermine the decision of the council, but it is kind of odd that um, that it happens later in life. And it then aligns Timothy a little bit more with his mother's line, which is Jewish. Um, and the, the theme of family does appear in the Isaiah reading. Um, and it's, and I noticed when it, kind of when it began, there's only three verses, and um, the writer is addressing all those that pursue righteousness and those that seek the Lord. And this half verse, second half of verse one, it says, look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the quarry from which you were dug. And when I first read it, it made me think of idols. Idols are literally things crafted by human hands um, and hewn stones um, were what typically were, it's kind of this linguistic play on words, but also literally that's often what they were. Um, whether it's melted down gold to make make look like a, a golden calf or, you know, altars that um, take on a little bit kind of too much divinity because they've been crafted to shape, you know, into the shape of like, I don't know, a human face or something. Um, and so on the one hand, I wasn't sure if, if it was kind of tongue-in-cheek, like you were idols, you're crafted by you know, human hands dug out from a quarry. Um, but it goes on to talk about Abraham and Sarah um, and that they were each one but became many. Remember, Sarah was um, thought to be barren, but she she and Abraham conceived and bore Isaac. Um, and so this family, uh, as I read it again, this little half verse, uh, made me think of the fact that we, we come from the earth. We just went through Ash Wednesday and this um, very important and central line, from dust you came and from dust you shall return. And dust, of course, is the earth. Um, and we sometimes forget um, that human beings don't just exist, you know, on their own, apart from creation or the rest of creation, or like they're somehow like way over and above everything else that, you know, we encounter like the animals and plants and the dirt. Um, in Genesis, everything is about family. And before um, Eve, um, when Adam was made, um, you'll notice that the 
in in creation there are these kind of cycles we call them days but that's kind of misleading because days didn't exist what you and I think of as days just didn't exist because the sun didn't exist anyway um, these cycles that God creates in are like generations or like a family and the oldest children of that family um, are is the ocean and the dry land and then um, I can't remember the exact series but it's like crawling things and then tall grass and then you know all these different animals and so as a family as a created family humanity is actually the youngest child we uh, we were born from the earth God made us and we were born from the earth the earth is our mother the it, and and these other animals are in a sense our siblings we're all one family and that isn't to say that we're nothing more than animals but that is to say that we share with animals and plants in the earth uh, uh, a common maker um, not just you know literally like God made us out of earth but also this the sense that we are family we are connected we are one um, uh, that we have we've all descended together and not only that that we're actually the youngest sibling um, is actually important to to understand and situate what it means to be Christians, what it means to be the people of God within a larger created world. Um, not just because of what we we think we can get away with against the earth, but also um, having one God means that there's one standard for everybody. Um, I remember reading, um, or one of the co-hosts read several days ago, um, that God uh, reflects to Oh, I can't remember who it was, but it essentially says, "Look, I created all of these. You know, like the uh, the Egyptian army fleet coming after Moses. Uh, you know, at first glance, uh, he closes. God closes the water up on Pharaoh's army, and the Egyptian. I'm sorry, the Israelites rejoice. But there's this oral tradition that that paints that incident as tragic. Like, yes, they died, and it's a good thing that the Israelites are now free, but God created the Egyptians. God created our enemies as well. And it doesn't bring God any pleasure in in ending and in, in uncreating these things that he created. Um, and that's the, the purpose of this language of family, to inspire love for one another, not just our, our own, uh, our fellow humans, but also the rest of creation um, to which we're, you know, bound eternally like not only were we created by dust and will return to dust um, not only because we have descended from the earth as a family um, but also because our, our destiny our, our very livelihood is tied up with the earth with uh, plants and animals um, and uh, Paul evoking Timothy's family um, by name Lois and Eunice um, and and God calling out Abraham, who was just one, uh, with Sarah, and making them many, um, even the, the rocks from which they and we were hewn, we're all, in a sense, family. Um, and I think the, the military does this incredible job. I don't, I don't do it that well, but I think it's admirable when we refer to one another as brother and sister. Um, I ex- no, I did. I experienced it in 
on active duty too, you know, if somebody's talking to you, they'll say brother or I, I think, I don't know, I didn't have any females in my unit, but um, that's the same thing that the early church did. That's the same thing that monastics do. Um, naming that relationship um, reminds us not just who we are, but who we all belong to and whose we are as this um, you know, much larger community. Um, uh, and I think that's this really wonderful thing that not just is evidence in Scripture, but also I think the military helps build in, um, uh, creates these, these bonds that remind us of how connected we are with one another. And for that, I think I, I'm very grateful for that kind of, for having had that experience with the military. Prayer for the Whole Human Family, adapted from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, you made us in your image and redeemed us through Jesus, your Son. Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away the arrogance and hatred which infect our hearts. Break down the walls that separate us. Unite us in bonds of love and work through our struggle and confusion to accomplish your purposes on earth, that in your good time, All cultures and genders may serve you in harmony around your heavenly throne. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PPUHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with the recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.